When I get that call, first call I'm making, I gotta call my parents. And I mean, it's just gonna be, I don't know, a dream, you know? Long with a fly ball out towards the left field corner, going back is Hill, it's over his head and it's gone. I'm C. Trent Rosecrans, and this is Great American Dream, the story of the minor leagues told through the eyes of Red's second base prospect, Shed Long. One of the best parts about Shed Long moving from Daytona to Pensacola is that most of the Blue Wahoos games are streamed on MILB.tv. So not only do Shed's friends and family get to watch him play, so do I. On June 30th, I was at Great American Ballpark watching the Reds and Cubs and decided to check out Shed's at-bat in the third inning of a game against the Montgomery Biscuits. For some reason, I had a good feeling about it. And Shed Long hammers one down the right field line. If it's fair, it's gone. And it is a fair ball, but it's caught. Wow! What a catch by Justin Williams. He leapt at the wall and brought it back. Justin Williams just took a three-run home run away from Shed Long. From the view on my iPad, it was unbelievable. Both the catch and the fact that the ball stayed in the park to be caught. I mean, I'm looking up at it, and I mean, uh, I knew it was gone. But, like, the wind, the way the wind was blowing, like, you could see it in the air. It just slowly starts to just slow down and come back a little bit and come back. But I'm like, that ball is going to get out. And then he robs me, and I'm like, okay, this is this is exactly how my year is going right now. If you've been listening to this whole podcast series, you might remember that in an early episode, Shed got off to a slow start in Daytona. In his first 12 games of the season with the Tortugas, he was hitting just 222. He hit 332 the rest of the way in Daytona before earning his call-up. On paper, that start in Daytona was a roaring success compared to how AA has treated him. In his first 16 game as a Blue Wahoo, Shed was hitting just 118, going 6 for 51. And if you remember our podcast back then, Shed wasn't worried. He said his hits would come, and they did. This time is different, not because he's lost any confidence or belief that his hits would come, but because the beginning of the season, his swing felt off. He understood why his batting average was what it was. He could tell that he wasn't himself, and he'd get better, back into the swing of things, if you'll pardon the terrible pun. This time is different because he feels great. He's hitting the ball hard, it's just that Every time he thinks he has a hit, the Biscuits' Justin Williams or some other player jumps up and steals it from him. I talked to him the day after he was robbed by Williams. At that point, he had two hits and 20 at-bats. I've hit so many balls hard out of, I don't know, I think I have like 20 at-bats, 21 at-bats or something, I don't know. 20. I've probably hit, yeah, out of the 20 at-bats, I've probably hit, 13 balls on the barrel. Yeah, like 13 or 14 balls on the barrel, and I've probably hit eight right at someone, and you can make it nine with me getting robbed. <laughs> oh, man. Bigel, we talked about that earlier in the year. You started so, 
you kind of started slow uh, in, in Daytona as well. I guess if if you just keep right. hitting the ball on the barrel. The difference, the difference is that the difference that the thing that's making me, you know, I'm not really, I'm not worried about it, but it just it makes me so frustrated about it here is just because I'm actually putting the ball on the barrel, hitting the ball really hard here. Like in Daytona at the beginning, it was like I was I was um, trying to do too much sometimes, or you know, rolling over a lot on pitches that I shouldn't be rolling over on, or you know, striking out. But the thing is here, like I'm, it's not, it's not that. It's my swing is there. I'm putting the swing on the ball that I want to put on, and. It's just the worst luck right now, you know? Yeah. I mean, you've been there before, though, right? No doubt. No doubt. I mean, you know, like I said, I'm I'm not worried. I'm not worried at all. Yeah. What kind of difference is I mean, the swing is there. Yeah. Watching this along with Shed is his teammate Nick Senzel. Senzel and first baseman Gavin LaValle moved up with Lawn from Daytona to Pensacola last month. Senzel's been off to a better start than Long, hitting 300 in his first 16 games with the Blue Wahoos, as well as getting an RBI single in the Futures game, an exhibition of the best minor league players in baseball, held two days before the All-Star game. I caught up with Senzel in Miami before the Futures game. I asked him about Shed's start. The one person I'm not, not worried about is him. I mean, because because he, he approaches the game... Uh, uh, the same whether he's 0 for 4 or, or 4, 4 for 4. You know he's pretty level-headed um, when it comes to that. Uh, he ta- he's been taking good at bats. It's just a matter of time before it starts falling. I mean you, I mean you saw him in Florida State League what he did. It's it was it's two three hits a game. I'm not really worried about what what he's got going. There's also a statistical reason to believe this. There's the statistic called batting average on balls in play. It's basically a measure of how many balls a batter puts in play go for a hit. It's a simple theory, but what's interesting is that throughout baseball history, BABIP, that's the acronym, and really it's just fun to say. But anyway, BABIP across the history of the game is somewhere around 300. For most players, 3 out of 10 balls that they put in play will go for a hit. Some players, based on other factors like how hard they hit the ball or how fast they are, they can have a BABIP either higher than 300 or lower than 300. Joey Votto is usually around the 350, 355, 360 because he hits the ball so well. Other players can be a little bit lower because of how they hit the ball. But pretty much everybody averages around 300, and that's that's kind of your baseline. Anything deviating from that 300 or whatever your typical BABIP is for an individual player is kind of thought of as luck. If a player's BABIP is 400 he's probably getting pretty lucky. If it's at 200, extremely unlucky. So how unlucky has Long been? It's something worse than extremely unlucky. His BABIP is at 139. His new ballpark doesn't help either. Pensacola's Blue Wahoo Stadium is a beautiful park, sitting aside Pensacola Bay. It would win probably every minor league postcard battle out there, with great views of the water in the outfield. It also means that there's a wind blowing in from right field, making it death on left-handed power hitters. Long, who hit 13 homers for Daytona, has just won so far in Pensacola, and that came on the road in Biloxi. The 1-2 to Long, 
This one is hit very well into right field. Going back is Michael Choice at the track, looking up. It's off the wall and gone. Shed Long tripled last night. Now he's got a three-run homer as the Wahoos jump out in front. Three to two on Long's first career double-A home run. Long crosses home plate, points to the sky, and receives a myriad of high fives and pats on the back from his manager and the teammates. That's exactly what the Wahoos needed after a sluggish start offensively in this game. Not only has the stadium been upgraded, the competition is also better. It didn't take long, Shed said, to see the difference. Defense, defense is better, you know, their position better. Um, the players are, players are a little better. Um, pitching, pitching the same way. I mean, the pitching is a little better. You're seeing guys that throw more consistent strikes and, you know, they're, they're throwing whatever pitch they want to throw for a strike at any count, you know, any off-speed pitch or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. and, and it's kind of like, you know, you're going to get, you're going to get one pitch to hit and after that, you're going to have to battle. So, I mean, it's like, you're going to take advantage of that pitch that you get to hit or, you you gonna just have to work your tail off to get a hit, you know? Yeah. When you get that one pitch, you can't miss it. The reason there are different levels are to challenge players, to get them ready to play at a higher level and weed out those that can't play at the highest levels. The Florida State League wasn't putting up much of a fight for Long, Senzel, or LaValle. Even though it was obvious to just about everyone that the trio would be moving up, Long wasn't ready when he was told he was going to Pensacola on June 21st. That call meant he had to pack up and move across the state of Florida. Well, with a trip to Chattanooga, Tennessee first to meet the Blue Wahoos on the road. Uh, with the uh, being prepared, did you have uh, everything kind of packed and ready and knowing that the first half was ending on Wednesday? So, you know, you, sh you should probably have your suitcase ready and all your stuff at your apartment ready. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not at all? <laughs> I'm a procrastinator, man. Like, it, it has to be like a, a I have to do it. I have to do it right now in order for me to get it done. When it comes <laughs> to packing, like, I, I'm the worst with it. I mean, and I pack. The thing is, it takes me forever to pack because I want things to be a certain way. So, like, when that moment comes where I have to do it, it, it takes me three, two or three hours just to pack. I mean, I was up. Our flight was at seven that morning. I was up until like two o'clock in the morning packing. <laughs> so, so you flew to Chattanooga? Yes. What'd you do with your car? I left my car in Daytona. I flew to Chattanooga and then I flew back to Daytona. Uh, Tuesday, because we had an off day Tuesday here in Pensacola, so I flew back to Daytona on Tuesday, and I drove to Pensacola. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was a <laughs> long day. Because uh, people don't understand, like, I was talking to somebody, like, Pensacola is technically in Florida, but it's pretty much Alabama. Pensacola is basically Alabama. That's good news for the Alabama native. Pensacola is less than a five-hour drive from his home. The closest he's played is a minor leaguer. Does it make you feel more at home? No doubt. I was just talking about that today. You know, it's kind of weird how 
you go around like now I'm going around and I see Alabama tags. I mean, you might you might see an Alabama tag every once in a while when you're in Daytona, when you're in Ohio, never when you're in Arizona. But <laughs> um, I was just talking about that today. How you know it's it's weird. Like you just you'll see Alabama tags. I mean, it's normal here. And then you've got the border, hey, ten minutes away. I mean, it's 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 kind of weird playing close to home, but I mean, I love it. He also lucked into a perfect living situation, was able to leave his old apartment behind easily. At the beginning of the year, he had just a day to find an apartment, joining three other teammates to rent a three-bedroom apartment. Although his name was on the lease for the apartment, his promotion meant there was someone coming up to take his spot on both the Tortugas roster and the lease of the apartment. Outfielder T.J. Friedel was called up from Dayton three days before Long got the call to go to Pensacola. Because everyone knew the score, Friedel agreed to take over Long's lease. He also found an easy living situation in Pensacola. As shortstop Blake Trahan and utility man Angelo Gums had a spare bedroom open up there, and Long was able to take advantage. Now it's just getting to know his new home of Pensacola. I know how to get to an apartment. I know how to get to Walmart, Sam's Club, um... Really, all the places I need to know how to get to, I know how to get there. There's an excitement with new places. It's something that everyone sees going up and down the minor league ladder. Reliever Jimmy Herget was promoted from AA Pensacola to AAA Louisville last month, and all of his stuff is still in Pensacola. Like Senzel, Herget was in the Futures game in Miami. And instead of flying back to Louisville, he left Miami to go to Pensacola, where he picked up his belongings and drove his car back to Louisville. Louisville is home to the Reds' AAA club. It's close to Cincinnati, both literally and figuratively. It's exactly 99 miles from Louisville Slugger Field to the player's parking lot at Great American Ballpark. Once a player moves up from Pensacola, the thought that they are so close to the big leagues is hard to ignore. I mean, it, it's so close, but so far, but rather it's only like an hour and 20-minute drive. But it's just like, it's, it's right there. But yet again, it's, it's so far away. That's left-hander Amir Garrett. He started last season in double-A and moved up to triple-A. This year, he started the season in the big leagues, pitching in the Reds' rotation. Early on, he was the team's best starter. He was sent down to Louisville earlier this season in an attempt to keep his service time down, delaying free agency. And then he had two injuries when he returned. He wasn't pitching well, and he was sent back to Louisville. One thing to achieve your dream of reaching the big leagues, it's another to stick there. Garrett's not the only one who's had to deal with the ups and downs from Louisville to Cincinnati. The Reds' injury and pitching woes this year has been a steady stream of players going up and down I-71. At the AAA All-Star break, Louisville had made 135 transactions on the season. According to Ryan Ritchie, the Bats Media Relations Director, Louisville made 180 transactions throughout all of the 2016 season, and the club record is just 207. That record could fall this season. Jesse Winker, one of the team's top hitting prospects, made his big league debut earlier this season. He had a game-winning double for his first hit in the big leagues and was headed back to Louisville the next day. And all, he's made three stints with the Reds. As we record this on the final day of the All-Star break, he's technically in the big leagues, getting a chance to earn big league pay while he's on break. He should stay in the big leagues for a couple of days until the team needs another starting pitcher. And then he'll head back down I-71. I asked Winker what the difference was between the two drives, the one to Cincinnati and the one from Cincinnati. Uh, the, the drive from here to Cincinnati is a lot better than the one from Cincinnati here, I'll give you that. Uh, 
it's it takes me a half hour to get there. It takes me about a day to get back. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's a good question. That's a funny question. Uh, it's an interesting drive. How about that? We'll leave it at that. The thing is, these guys all know the situation. Garrett knew he was struggling, so he wasn't surprised when he was sent down. Winker was told during his first call-up that he'd be sent back down shortly. Right-hander Jackson Stevens beat the defending world champion Chicago Cubs in his big league debut earlier this month and quickly found himself back in Louisville because of the calendar as much as anything. Here's Winker again. Believe it or not, I like to think I'm, I'm smart. I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty smart guy. I understand this, the situation I'm in. Um, and uh, look, this game's about opportunity and what you do when you get your chance, right? And uh, right now I'm just, I'm just kind of waiting for my chance. But uh, it's my job to prepare for that and get ready and work for that. And, um, you know, I feel like the at-bats I've gotten in the big leagues, I've, I've put together good A-Bs and just tried to help the team win, you know? Of course, there's always a difference between what the brain knows and what the heart feels. Sure. Um, but it's not my job to make those decisions. Um, it's my job to get better at baseball. That's what the Reds, when I was drafted, that's what that was my motto when I was drafted, and that's still my motto now. Whether I'm in the big leagues or I'm in AAA, my job is to become a better ball player. And once you get there, the job is to stay there. The rules of baseball rosters are convoluted and confusing. Here's a quick, basic, down-and-dirty explanation. There's a 40-man roster of players eligible to be in the big leagues at the drop of a hat. The big league roster is 25. If a player is in the big leagues, to be sent down without the team risking losing you, you have to have what they call options. Every player in baseball starts with three option years. And in every season where the player is sent down, an option is exercised. And once an option is exercised in that year, it can be moved up and down at will. That's why Winker and Stevens and Ariel Hernandez can be yo-yoed between AAA and Cincinnati. Like Winker, Hernandez, a 25-year-old right-hander, is in his third stint with the Reds this season. He's dominated opposing batters and may have two of the best pitches in the organization. His curveball may be one of the best in the game. And he also throws 100 miles an hour. But he's gone from Pensacola to Cincinnati, back to Pensacola to Cincinnati, to Louisville, and now back to Cincinnati. Well, or at least the Reds when I say Cincinnati. Some of those stints have been in Milwaukee and Tampa. He's gone up and down, not because he hasn't performed in the big leagues, but because he can be moved up and down. Bats manager Delino DeShields sometimes doesn't even know who's on his team until he comes into the ballpark. But he's dealing with the same cards the players are. Minor league teams don't exist to win games. They exist to supply the big league team. Honestly, I've been fortunate with that in that regard because these guys have come back with, with great attitudes for the most part. Um, I just... You know, I give them a couple of days to, to get over whatever they got to get over. and But at the same time, let them know that, that we're here to get better. You know, so you can either pout or you can come down here and work and get better. You know I mean, it's, if you need motivation here at this at this level, you probably are, you had to, you're in the wrong occupation. You know what I mean? Because you're still a phone call away from the big leagues. But obviously what you've done to this point hasn't been good enough for you to stay there. So get your mind right and come down here and, and, and get better. You know what I mean? That's it's a simple message. And at the big league level, the pressure to stay there is always there, especially for players with options or who aren't playing on a regular basis. Patrick Kivlahan expressed most of the transactions that are possible for a young player, getting traded, waived, picked up. He made his big league debut last year with the Padres and was waived. 
and then the Reds picked him up for the last weekend of the season. He wasn't on the team's 40-man roster in spring training, but earned his way back onto the 40-man and the 25-man opening day roster. Despite that, said he knows he's one call from going back down. He's never played in Louisville, but he knows where it is on the map. It's it's one of those things where it's kind of like a dream. You know, while you're here, you're kind of just in this dream, and, and the minor league is just kind of real life. So you just kind of like enjoy the dream and try to stay asleep as long as you can, and then everybody wakes up one day, and you're either back in the minors or you're done playing. Next on Great American Dream. I didn't really have any idea, and I was actually uh, helping my mom remove some snow from our driveway and then come inside, and I had uh, two phone calls from Brian Cashman, and then he finally called me the third time, and I answered. <laughs> so, so it took him a few tries, but yeah. Great American Dream is hosted by me, C. Trent Rosecrans, produced by Amanda Rossman, and edited by Amy Wilson. Game coverage of the Pensacola Blue Wahoos is courtesy of 97.1 The Ticket, with play-by-play from Tommy Thrall and Chris Garagiola. You can follow the Blue Wahoos along all season on MILB.com, BlueWahoos.com, and WeAreSportsRadio.com. Follow the Tortugas all season long on their flagship stations, AM 1230 and AM 1490 WSBB, or streamed online through MyAM1230.com, DaytonaTortugas.com, or the TuneIn Radio app. Stay connected to your Cincinnati Reds with The Enquirer and Cincinnati.com, the go-to source for everything Reds. Never miss an update by signing up for a digital subscription that provides complete, real-time coverage of all the games, a terrific mobile app for both your phone and iPad, and the news you won't get anywhere else. 